Have you ever thought about going into the, the rental business in the sense where you buy a house, you clean it up, you fix it up, and, and then you find a ten tenant and rent it out, and you hear all these great stories about how it can generate this great passive income for you? Um, so, you know, we have clients that ask us that question all the time, and uh, we'll tell you pretty quickly that we're not huge on real estate, mainly because we just aren't the best at it. But there are people that are very successful at it. And uh, on, on today's show, we brought on Scott Oots, uh, who, who has a real estate company that, that is focused on, on providing houses uh, for someone that is trying to accomplish that rental goal. Uh, so we talk about his company and how his process works and how you know it could work for the end consumer. So I think uh, there's a lot to learn here today. And uh, we uh, certainly do appreciate you listening to our podcast. If you've not had a chance, we do ask you to go over to our website, which is pomwealth.net. Check out the podcast page that actually has uh, on there uh, all of the show notes, that kind of stuff. Our blog page has many articles, a new article every single week. So check that out. And no matter where you're listening to us, if you're listening to us on iTunes, Spotify, any of the of the of the uh, places you listen, make sure you follow us. That's really important. If you're on iTunes, please write us a review. We also appreciate that. Give us a five star rating. And then, if you're listening to us on our website, if the player bar there, you can just click subscribe and pick whichever place you want to subscribe to us. That way, you get all those notifications. Before we get into the show, though, we have to do a quick disclosure, and then we'll get started. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stansel and Merce Tariq. Welcome, everyone, to our show today. We are so excited to be able to bring to you a topic that we think uh, we get we get asked about this all the time. And so when we came across our guest today, we said, well, we think there's going to be some value here for our listeners and those that are like trying to figure out the real estate market and how they might be able to tap into that. And so today we have Scott Oots. He's out of California, but he works uh, all over the country. And so we're going to talk to him a little bit about topics like how do I, if I'm, if I'm thinking about maybe doing something in real estate, like a, a rental home, I will tell you the number one thing we get is I just need to understand the economics. I don't know exactly how to go find that place. that's going to be, you know, it's going to give me a good rate of return. Do I really, how do I manage it? That's another big question. Do I really want to have the stress of doing that? I know how I personally feel about it. So maybe Scott can help me a little bit as well. So Scott, first of all, thank you so much for coming on and uh, sharing your expertise with us today. Thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be here and hopefully I can provide some value to your listeners. Fantastic. So before we get started in any questions, can you just give us a brief background of how you got into real estate, what your business is and, and, a, and a nice overview for everyone? 
Sure. Um, so obviously I started out working corporate America, nine to five jobs, uh, sitting in a cubicle every single day and just hating my life because of it. I, uh, I can't do it. You know, I'm someone that's always been someone to break the mold, be daring, try things differently. And uh, this business actually happened almost by accident. You know, I, my wife and I said, you know, let's try our hand at flipping houses one day. And we gave it a shot. We basically emptied our entire bank account, uh, went to the courthouse steps to try to buy foreclosure properties. Uh, had no idea what we were buying, no idea what we were doing. And uh, actually did, never thought we'd actually get one. And finally we threw our bid in and the guys going once, going twice, and we had it. And then that immediate feeling came over my head saying, why didn't anybody else bid any higher? What did I just do? Um, and here we go. We, we went and bought a house, sight on scene, no know anything about it. Didn't know if there's someone living in there. Didn't know if it was vacant. And uh, that's not the way to start, by the way, but it just so happened it worked for us. Um, we went into the house, fixed and flipped it. Again, no idea what we were doing. And we made a very small amount of money on it and said, this works, let's try it again. Went to the courthouse steps again, again and again and kept buying properties uh, to the point where we were going to these auctions with a lot of cashier's checks. We were coming out with two to three houses at a time. My contractor was fixing and flipping them. We were designing them. And then in my head, I started saying, we have to find a better way to do this. Going to these courthouse steps, coming out 10% of the time with a house, outbid the rest of the time. There's got to be a way to get to these houses before they hit these courthouse steps. How can we get to these sellers and talk to them prior to them losing their house? Um, how can we fix a need they have? You know, if someone's in a financial situation, someone inherited a house, they don't know what to do with it. How can we be the person that goes in and buys that house from them? Um, that was six years ago. You know, you fast forward to 2021, I've got 12 people on my team. We're purchasing about 200 houses a year uh, between Southern California and Dallas, Texas. So we've grown from a pretty small, don't know what we're doing, fixing houses to actually a very streamlined business that provides investment properties to other investors throughout the US. So we, we've had quite the change over the past six years, um, but it's been a, a fun ride. And uh, now if we can start providing properties to other people so they can make a return on investment for the next 30 years in their portfolio, that's what our goal is. Gotcha. So Scott, thanks for that overview. Um, so the, the majority of our, our clientele, they are people and the majority of the listeners as well, close to retirement or already retired. And they have, you know, they've always heard, they've got their investments and then they, they think, well, maybe I'd like to go down this route of owning some real estate, not necessarily becoming a real estate mogul, but, you know, just finding another passive source of income that is somewhat reliable and everything like that with you with you having uh, um, a pulse on, on the market, the, the housing market, really, I would imagine all over the country, but more specifically in your area. But what are you seeing these days, especially, you know, coming out of COVID um, uh, and interest rates being as low as they are? What are you seeing right now as far as everyone is worried that are we hitting another housing bubble and everything like that? What are your thoughts on that right now? Sure. And of course, I've got to throw up. This is my personal opinion. Um, sure. You know, that I'm not qualified to come and start telling you guys what it's going to be, but I'll, I'll give you my personal opinion based on what we've seen. I mean, the housing market right now is absolutely insane. Uh, you know, we just fixed and flipped a property and we had over 200 requests for showings within 24 hours. 
Uh, we had over a hundred offers in and the offers ended 120,000 over asking price. Uh, and that happened all within about three days. So it is absolutely crazy how people are fighting to get houses right now because of these historically low interest rates. And at first I'm like, it seems crazy for them to do this. Then I started grabbing calculators and looking at, you know, a 3% rate we had in the past versus the rates now. And it is crazy how much more uh, goes towards principal versus interest at that lower rate. So it does make sense to be able to put uh, potentially some money out of savings into a house to be able to lock in those historically low rates. But everything must come to an end, right? I mean, as soon as you start, start seeing the feds raise that interest rate, you're going to start seeing these offers slow down because with every raise of that rate, you're going to knock some buyers out. The qualifications just aren't there. Um, but housing prices are raising right now so fast. It can't just continue to do what it's doing. Now, there's, our economy is very strong, even coming out of COVID. So there's a lot of people unemployed. Yes, there's a lot of people on mortgage forbearance right now that aren't paying their loans. Um, but in my personal opinion, I feel like a lot of people aren't paying their loans right now because they don't have to. There's no repercussions to it. So a lot of people think that as soon as the forbearance ends, you're going to see a big crash. I don't think that at all. I think that a lot of people that haven't been paying now will start paying once they have to, because these lenders, most of them are just tacking on what they missed at the end of their loan. What is the downside to them not paying their mortgages at these points? There's no repercussions for it. So I don't believe we're going to start hitting a major crash, but the market can't keep going the way it's going and just keep doing this. At some point, we have to see some type of correction to get houses back down to a normal range. And that could mean that just there's less buyers buying. It could mean that the market, you know, sees the house value drop 15 to $20,000 on a $500,000 house. Um, I don't think we're going to see a 2008 crash. There's nothing pointing towards that at this point. But in my personal opinion, I believe we're going to remain strong for still quite some time. Right. So, you know, one of the things I, I mentioned in the opening was this idea that we do have clients who... You know, and I'll give you some examples. They've got, let's say, a, a, a sizable cash position. They don't want to put all of their money into one location. And they think, hey, you know what? What if I got, let's say, a real, I, I could get a, um, a rental home. And what would my cash flow look like on that? But then we got to, in order to do that, you got to find the place. You got to make sure you can, you know, that, that the numbers make sense. You got to, you know, like you said earlier, get a realtor, do all these kind of things. And now you're saying, oh yeah. And the market housing price, you just talked about the example of 200 offers and all that kind of stuff. So if a person's sitting here today and they go, all right, how would I, how would you, your uh, particular institution help me find a house? Could you tell us kind of how that works and how do you find these houses at such a low value compared to uh, what, what it would be worth if I put a little bit of work into it or wanted to rent it? How does that all work? How does that, so pretend I'm the investor and I've got money and I'm going, Hey, Scott, help me out, man. Yeah. And you know, part of, part of real estate has always been the standard, go hire a real estate agent, let them go out there, find a house for you. Let them bring you choices. You go look at the house, you place an offer on the house. Do you get it? Do you not? Uh, you have to get competitive. You have to do inspections. You have to do appraisals. There's so many things that have to happen when you go buy a house. And when you look at so many different opportunities out there, different ways of buying houses these days, 
if you're an investor looking for a rental property, you know, my company goes out there, works with sellers. We spend over a hundred grand a month marketing out to sellers. We get them to call us. We want to look for the people that just don't know what to do, right? Or uh, potentially an elderly person that's just, the repairs have fallen behind over the last 15 years. Now they've got to go into a home and they say, I can't sell this house the standard way because I'm going to have to make all these repairs, potentially $20,000 in repairs for the home to qualify for a buyer's mortgage. So they call companies like us because we can buy the house within seven days. We can close on it that quickly. We can help them through a probate process if it's needed. We can help them with upfront moving money to help them shift into a retirement home or help them get moved into even one of their child's homes if they need to. It gives them the ability to have the freedom to move quickly when they need to. Um, and in turn, it gives us the ability to get the house at a discount where it allows potentially investors, people that are looking for rental properties to come forward and buy a house at 60, 70% of the repaired value. Now they may need to put some money in it at that point, but my goal is to provide a cash flowing asset to someone. There's no point in buying a house if you're buying it already rehabbed and you're paying 110% of market value. Most likely the rental income on it is not gonna provide you a positive return from day one. You're gonna have to wait three, five, six, seven years till you start seeing a positive income. Now, for people looking at retirement, that is sometimes things they wanna do because it does give them depreciation. It gives them write-offs for the year. I know people that buy houses knowing they're not gonna make a dollar off them just because it helps them get write-offs for the year. That's not the way I work. I, I hate that model. I wanna make money. Um, so that's why this model works so well for people. They can come to us and say, hey, I'm looking for a property in this area. I want one that I can rent out and make a positive cash flow on. And most of these people that are looking at retirement or retired, they don't want to manage it. They don't want to go and fix a leaky sink. They don't want to do things like that. So at that point, they're probably going to hire a property management company to come in and manage that property for them. Now, because they're getting the asset at such a great value from us, they can still positive cash flow paying eight to 10% to a management company. So there's a lot of positives coming with buying an off-market property versus looking at buying an on-market. Gotcha. So that was going to be my question and you already answered it is, is so your, you, you, your end goal, end goal is to provide the property to the, to the, to the buyer. And then from there on out, it's the buyer's responsibility to get that house rented, whether, it, whether it's through a property manager or they do it themselves. Um, is that, is that right? Yeah, that's exactly right. So, I mean, if they're buying it in Southern California, if they need to rehab the property, I have contractors, I can recommend them. Uh, so we'll always offer those recommendations if needed. But really the difference is you are buying a property that most likely will need some type of work to get it rent ready, but you're also getting it for such a steep discount that at that point, it's a no brainer to go that direction and get that positive cash flow versus buy on that market and deal with the bidding war of a hundred people coming and placing offers. Cause you don't want to pay a hundred thousand over market value for a rental property. It just doesn't, doesn't make sense. But if you can come and get that same property off market from us for $30,000, $40,000 under the market value, then that makes much more sense from an investment standpoint. I hope that you are enjoying the show. 
By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. We talk to uh, people all the time as far as this whole concept of being able to downsize in retirement. And usually that means maybe you're in a $500,000 house and you go to a smaller house that costs way less. But what we're seeing in this area, and I'm sure you're seeing the same, is it's very difficult to downsize and actually cut your costs. You're pretty much downsizing to buy the exact same price price point home because of how values have been driven up so recently. And so that makes sense on the on the same side is it, it's very difficult if you're just buying at market price um, to be able to create this rental income that's actually going to be profitable. So your whole concept makes a lot of sense. Clearly, it's done well over the past six years. Um, uh, my, my question, my next question is, is so when we go to a, a more, when we're trying to get a mortgage, right, everyone knows what that process is and how you can qualify. What's your process as far as, I guess, I guess the word could be vetting an investor, um, to, to buy a house from you guys. Yeah. So most of the investors that buy from us, they're either paying cash for the property, uh, or they're purchasing the property with a hard money. loan. So a lot of the properties that we're selling do need rehab. And when you start looking at standards for mortgage loans, uh, a lot of lenders require the appraisal, which appraisal is not going to be a problem, uh, but they'll also require, require the inspection report. And if the home doesn't have running water because it needs new pipes or it needs new electrical or anything like that, the HVAC doesn't work, there's no heating, there's general things that have to be in place for a lender to lend on that property. So most cases, our investors will either do cash or hard money, rehab the property, and then refinance it into a 30-year fix. So that's typically what they're doing in most cases. Or if they're just trying to place their money, they'll leave it as a cash property and just pay it off immediately. So most of these properties are not going to require or not going to uh, be allowed to have that 30-year term right off the bat. There's going to have to be those, those two options up front. Right now, just I got one question, but I gotta I gotta make sure we understand a term for any listener understands cash, right? But when you said hard money, what does that mean? Yeah, so basically, hard money it's a higher risk loan. A lot of investors would use it for rehab and repair of a property. So if I was to go out and buy a property right now that I needed to put potentially thirty thousand dollars in work into, you know, new air conditioning, new plumbing, all that kind of stuff a standard loan isn't going to work for that. So a lot of people turn to hard money lenders and their interest rates will probably be higher than, well, they will be higher than a standard loan. Uh, but your goal is to have that money short term. So think of it almost like a private lender in most cases. Uh, there's some big institutions out there that do it, but they may charge you an 8% annualized or a 9% annualized return. But your goal is to have be out of that loan within three to four months and be refinanced into something uh, longer term for a lower interest rate. So think of it as short-term money. And a lot of people out there that fix and flip properties, that's how they purchase those properties. That's how they finance those right out of the gate because you don't need those inspections to be able to purchase it. 
Okay, good. Now, I think, you know, obviously for most of our, our listeners as well, it would be for money they have, the cash they got, they could go buy the place and, and say, look, this is an investment I'm going to make. But now I know that you talked about going to the courthouse steps and saying, I'm going to, you know, go out and bid on this house. And I know from what I've heard on it is you've got to be concerned about potential liens attached to the house. You've also got to be uh, concerned about if there's any kind of tax liens attached to the house, in addition to any kind of um, consumer or, or maybe repairs or things that had been done in the past attached to it. And then there's also things like, well, how bad is the damage? So if we were to come yeah. to you and you were, you would say, Hey, I've got this property. Do you, is there like some kind of a, uh, a report that says this house in all essence is free and clear from all kinds of liens, as well as here's the damage report that we've come up with, or is it kind of like, I've got to go in and do my own due diligence. So there's always going to be some due diligence that they're going to want to do on their side. Um, if we look at the difference between the courthouse steps and buying from us, the steps can be a little dangerous because there's so many people that don't know anything about it. Like the first time I went out there, um, I've known people that you know, there's first lien position, second lien positions. If the second lien position is going to auction, the first lien stays in place. And most people don't know that. So they have to pay off that first lien as well. There's a lot of things you have to know. When it comes to us and buying from us, we guarantee clear title on the house. If we cannot provide you clear title, meaning free of all liens, encumbrances, tax otherwise, if it cannot be clear, your earnest money deposits return to you and you have no obligation to close on the property. So we do our due diligence on the front end to ensure that we can provide you clear title on that property. And that's something that you don't get at the courthouse step. So our purchase is very similar to purchasing with a real estate agent in the point that you do get a property free and clear. You get that property that is a marketable title that you can go out and sell if you wanted to. So... There, clearly, there's a lot of ins and outs when it comes to um, being able to do this and pull this off on a national scale. Uh, tell us a little bit about your team and and what uh, what all needs to happen when you when you how do you even find a property and then you know what are the steps at high level just so everyone can understand it's not just hey this looks good let's go buy this and hope it returns for us. It, what what's yeah. some of the due diligence that's going on within your company and your team and what are they doing? Sure. So we have a pretty well-oiled team here. It's taken us a long time to get to this point, but um, basically everybody in our team, I always like to say it's like a chain, right? Everyone's got a link to the chain and everyone has to do their part, pull that link out, the chain falls. Um, so everyone does a good job at managing their individual areas. You know, we start with our marketing department. They basically uh, mail out um, we, we do a lot of different marketing channels, emails, people hate cold calls during dinner, but we may be one of those companies that's actually doing that to you guys. Um, but we're marketing out to get in front of as many sellers as we can. And we do a lot of digital uh, advertising as well through Facebook, um, pay-per-click ads. We, we do so many different channels to make sure that no matter how that customer or potential customer sees our ad, they know that we're someone they can call. And the thing that we've done differently from a lot of other companies is we really focus on customer service. We really want people to be happy with the offer we provide them. We want them in the end to not have any regrets based on selling their house at a potential discount. And just to be clear, when we talk about the discount that we're getting from these sellers, we're going selling to investors so they can rehab it and sell it at the higher price of the market. So they wanna hit comparables of fully rehabbed houses. When we buy it over here from the seller, 
the comparables that they would sell it out on the market with the repairs they would have to make, our offers very much in line with that after they pay realtor commissions and things like that. So our offer comes out to be very fair to a lot of sellers and you don't have the hassle of inspections and all that kind of thing as well. So it makes it kind of a one-stop shop for them. Um, but basically with all of our outbound marketing, they call us, calls come into the company. We basically see if they're interested in selling. And if they are, then we're going to run some quick reports of the area to see what houses have sold, what price they've sold for, how long they've sat on the market. And then we'll generate an offer to the seller. We're a very low pressure company. We don't want to ever force anybody into anything. If the offer works for them, fantastic. If it doesn't, then we can refer them out to a real estate agent or we can try to follow up with them a month or two later and see if they've changed their mind. Um, but our goal is to make it so when people sell to us, they're happy in the end. You know, a lot of companies try to do the hard sale. They go out and try to force an offer down someone's throat, hand them a pen and basically say, sign, sign, sign. We don't want to do that. We want people to sign when they're ready. We want them to think about it and make sure that they're making the right decision for their family. It could be their inheritance on the line. And we need to make sure that they're making the proper decision. So once we get them to sign the contract, then at that point, we go in, take pictures of the property. We do our own inspection just to make sure that we know what our buyers are looking for. We can tell them all about the property. And our buyers do get the opportunity to go in and inspect. They can go into the property, do a walkthrough, um, make sure it's something they like, make sure they like the layout and everything like that. We don't want to sell our investors something that's completely falling apart. We don't want to mislead them. 90% um, of our investors that buy from us come back to us to buy more properties. And that's what we want to see happen. We're, we're a relationship business. We want them to keep coming back over and over again. We want them to come to me and say, hey, Scott, I made so much money on this last property. It would be dumb for me not to come back to you and buy another one from you. And that's what we want to keep, keep seeing as we go forward. So if I'm a, an investor thinking I want to move into or buy a property, how does it work? Do I contact your company and say, hey, I'm looking for a house? Or do you kind of say, here's a catalog of everything I got? And do you have anything on the list? Like, how do we, how do we operate that way if we're looking to try to work together? Yeah, typically the first time someone works with us, we'll kind of get an idea of what they're looking for. And we do note that in our system. So if something comes up, we can call them immediately and say, hey, I know you wanted this property. This one may fit your buy box. So you should take a look at it and let me know what you think. Uh, but as investors work with us over and over again, they actually are added to our buyer's list because we find that, well, they might want a three bedroom, two bath in this area. It doesn't mean they won't take a two bedroom, one bath over here in this other area if it's going to make them money. So a lot of buyers like to be added to the list. Um, that way they go ahead and receive properties the minute we get them. Um, and then at that point they can decide whether they want it or not. But, you know, like I said, since we provide the clear title and the pictures, it gives them, it gives them that feeling where they know they're not getting something that is going to get foreclosed on by another lender or something like that. They're getting something that is a valuable asset to be able to make money on long-term. That sounds great, Scott. Thank you so much for letting us take a deep dive into your company and how you guys operate and how you can potentially reach others. Um, if someone is listening to this and they seem, Hey, this, may, this may be something I would like to look into. What would be the best way that they, that they do that with you? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they can get in touch with me through, um, email. So the person that manages all of our investment properties, his name is Nick. So, uh, his email is Nick at sjoinvestments.com. 
Uh, otherwise, you can find me on social media at the Scott Oots, and the last name is O O T S. So I'm on YouTube, I'm on Instagram, Facebook as well. Feel free to have them send me a message on there and I'll reply and we can get them set up with my team as well. So we welcome any opportunities if someone is looking for those properties and if they want them in an area where I don't invest in, uh, I'm in a lot of masterminds as well with real estate investors. So I'm sure I can connect them with someone that can find them investors in the area that they're looking for. Fantastic. Well, Scott, it's really been uh, super informational. It's uh, given us some insights about how this all works because we've seen the signs before, you know, like we will buy your house. And, and so yep. we kind of know what that all looks like right now. So thank you so much for coming on and spending a little bit of time with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Have a good day. You too. All right, everyone. That wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.